Hey guys, buckle up for a new episode in Men of Purpose Talks, a podcast that will help you break the limitations in your life, which allows you to be a happier and more fulfilled you. Each week, we deliver the best hard-biting analysis from a range of topics with guests from around the world. I am your host, R. Irvin Padia. Our guest today is the author of the book Evangelism's Flipside, A Journey of Reaping the Unexpected, motivational speaker and evangelist John J. Risi. Here is part one of this great interview. Teach everyone. My name is Arabin Padir, and welcome to Men of Purpose Talks. Today we have a very interesting guest, a young man that is on fire for the Lord, is doing great things in the state of Massachusetts, the country of the United States of America. His name is John Ritchie. He's the author, motivational speaker, and he's also a pastor. I would like to welcome to Men of Purpose Talks today, my brother, John Risi. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing great. Another day, another blessing. Another day, another blessing. Bless, bless the Lord. Right. So let's get into this interview. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for taking your time to be a part of this. I really appreciate you and speaking to us here. You are in Massachusetts. We are in Trinidad and Tobago. Have you ever been to the Caribbean? No, not yet. How was the weather in Massachusetts? Well, today uh, it was a little warm, actually. Uh, but we're in fall. We're in the uh, this, uh, season of fall, so we're expecting to get a little chilly. But today was about 80 degrees. Okay. They, more or less, we are in the rainy season. Mm. It's overcast. But, you know, it's sunshine always in Trinidad and Tobago. I, I pray that when this whole lockdown situation comes to an end, you will be able to come up and be a part of what we're doing here. We we'll appreciate to have you here, man. I would, I would love it. Count me in. I read up about you. Um, so you can probably tell from my excitement of having you on the podcast. But for those who don't know who you are, tell us, who is John Ritchie? Well... Uh, my full name is John J. Ritchie, and uh, friends call me Jay. Um, and uh, I'm just a child of God. I'm I'm nobody special, but my father's the king of the universe. And you know, um, 
I'm sure we'll get into my testimony a little bit, but I am just a simple man. Uh, I try to keep things, uh, you know, simple. It's, I guess the world likes to complicate things, but I like to just look at it, you know, with, with God's son, with God's glasses. That's how I like to look at things, you know? Um, and that way, you know, um, living in a complicated world, your life doesn't have to be dictated by the world. It can be enlightened by God's truth and God's thinking, which is so much higher than the world's. As you mentioned your testimony, I'm so happy that you mentioned that. I would like to hear more about it. Could you tell us about your testimony? Uh, absolutely. So um, I was saved at the age of nine of, of eight years old in 1988. But, um, you know, my my story is a rough story because my parents, my biological parents, they were not fit to raise me. They were not they were not um, stable in their lives. Uh, they battled homelessness. They were battling uh, drug abuse. And so they weren't they weren't fit to raise me. Um, and, and they were also. Where, were, where yeah. were you raised? I was raised in Boston area. OK. Yep. So um, and I've lived in Massachusetts all my life. Um, so but my parents were in the middle of like separating and my biological dad, he had enough sense in his head to think about what would happen to me if, you know, my parents split up and they weren't, you know, and, and they weren't financially or mentally stable to, to raise me and my sister, Tracy. Uh, he thought, well, you know, and, and my biological aunt, she came into the picture and they talked and they agreed that they didn't want us kids you know going to this to the state to be raised by some strange family so my aunt who is blood related to me because she's my dad's sister she said i want to take them and raise them as my own i don't want any strange family to take them in i'll take them and so uh she took me in at the age of six and then um my dad died uh, in 1989, so three years later, my dad died. He was murdered, and um, we don't know who who did it. But um, so he died in 1989 when I was nine years old. But when I was eight years old, just a year earlier, um, we had some evangelists come to my neighborhood, and they were knocking on everybody's door. And they were inviting people to come to a program they called um, Neighborhood Bible Time, which is basically just a, a vacation Bible school program. And, uh, you know, at the time, my aunt, you know, she was Catholic and her dad was Catholic. And, and that's all they knew was was Catholicism. You know, they really didn't have a relationship with God. They didn't really have a relationship with Jesus, but they had tradition. You know, they had tradition. They had religion. And so um, 
you know, my aunt wanted to know wait, what what church is this program going to be, you know, hosted by? You know, where's it going to be? And it was going to be like 10 or 12 blocks down the street and just in the opposite direction, 10 or 12 blocks up the other way was the Catholic church that we that we were going to. And so my aunt was like, well, you know, we're Catholic and, you know, you know, I don't want Jay going to another church, you know. And they, and they, they reassured her that, don't worry, uh, you know, you don't have to join the church. It's just, we're just having the program there. It was at a Baptist church. So I bugged her and bugged her and other people going in my neighborhood. And so I, you know, I finally got her to... Uh, submit <laughs> to my wishes and she let me go and so every day from Monday to, to Friday every day they were gonna have um, snacks for us they were gonna have lunch it was gonna be from 9 a.m. to 12 in the afternoon so they would give us snacks they'd let us play games but they'd also teach us about Jesus they'd also teach us about God's love and God's plan to save humanity and so every day I went, I knew uh, the the gospel. I heard the gospel. You know, I heard that, you know, God loves us, but we're separated from God because of sin. And every one of us is a sinner, not just, you know, the big sin or the big sinners out there, the murderers and the terrorists, but little sins like lying and stealing and disobeying parents. And so I knew, well, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner too because I've, I know uh, that I've lied before and, and I knew that up to that point I disobeyed uh, my aunt uh, as well. And so by Thursday afternoon, I made, a, I, I made a decision to raise my hand because they were given the invitation every day um, at, the, at the Bible time, like – evangelistic hour or the evangelistic time when when they would share the gospel with us you know using object lessons and skits and, and stuff like that and stories but they would have a clear invitation for the kids to respond and so I was given the invitation to respond to the gospel every day in that week except by by Thursday I was ready to to respond so I you know I raised my hand and, the, and the, the pastor of that church that was hosting that program his daughter and another gospel worker took me aside and they and they uh, you know made sure I understood what what I was about to do they, they wanted to make sure I understood what it meant to put my trust in Christ and so um, when I when I left that that day that Thursday I came home and I was born again. I had put my trust in Christ and I asked God for forgiveness and I was born again and God began to give me a hunger for him. He he began to to start to, you know, enlighten me spiritually to things around me and I started to tell my mom I was going to cuz I at this point I started to call my aunt mom because she was the only mom I ever knew. I didn't really know my biological mother. So I started calling my aunt mom, and I said, Mom, because uh, she was smoking at the time, and I said, I'll pray for you. 
Because I know Jesus didn't create you to smoke and destroy your body like that. And so she didn't want to hear it, so she'd go outside and smoke. But then when she'd come in, she would smell like smoke. And I, I said, you know, it's still not working, you know. you gotta, <laughs> you got to quit. And so uh, I told her I would pray for her. And then, um, like, maybe a short time after, maybe a couple weeks after or whatever, the program ended, the assistant pastor and his son came by my, my house to check up on me because we made friends at the program. And I became friends with his son. And then the assistant, assistant pastor was talking to my, my mom and trying to encourage her to, you know, follow the Bible in repenting of, 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 her, of her sin of smoking and really repenting that she hasn't, she wasn't really making Jesus Lord of her life. You know, she really wasn't committed to Christ. She had the Catholic understanding of, you know, she had all the facts, but she had no relationship. She had religion, but she had no relationship. And, and so um, after, you know, sharing the truth with her, she eventually committed herself to Christ, and, she, and the Holy Spirit gave a desire to quit smoking shortly after that so that was a blessing so i didn't have to deal with smoke in the house anymore and um and then and yeah and so and then um I, we joined that baptist church because they taught us the word there and we were growing in our hunger and our desire to to uh, get to know god better and then uh you know I, so this and then years had passed and i entered the um uh freshman year of high school I was 13 years old and I found out that my biological mother Gloria she died of AIDS and pneumonia and that bad news affected me it started to affect me because I remembered that I was told my dad was was killed years later I mean I'm sorry years earlier and still to that day we didn't know who did it and I so, you know, to make a long story short, from, thir from, from 13 to about 23, I drifted from the Lord because I really was affected by the death of my biological mother because that reminded, that reminded me that my dad was not here either. And I needed my dad as a teenager, and he wasn't there because he had been killed. And we had no closure because we didn't know who, who murdered him. So we had no closure at all. And so that was in my, that was kind of in my soul as a wound to my soul. And it was just festering and getting worse. Um, I was getting jealous of my friends uh, that I went to school with. That They would have parents and they, they would have like a, the type of family that I wanted, but I didn't have, you know. I was being raised by my aunt. And as much as I loved her, you know, I didn't have the father and the mother type of thing, you know. And uh, so I was just getting, I was getting angry with God and um, and I didn't you know I didn't feel that God was giving me any answers so I started drifting from him because I felt disappointed and so um, I drifted for ten years I made some bad decisions uh, almost died several times I mean, I'm not going to go into detail but I did some I did some bad things and along the way. I didn't see it at the time, but along the way, you know, people 
would be showing me love and you know other christians they'd be saying hey you know we miss you at church jay or we we're praying for you we know you're going through a hard time uh if you ever want to talk you know we're here type of thing and i would ask people to pray for me because i i knew i was a christian but i also knew i was hurting and i had some answers i had some questions that i didn't that god didn't provide answers to yet and so i i would tell people yes pray for me but i'm 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 pretty angry at the world right now, and I, I drifted, and I got involved with, with the wrong crowd. I didn't end up going to Christian school. I went to a public school, so that didn't help any at all either, and um, I also had Crohn's disease. Uh, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease as a teenager, but I was drinking and doing drugs at the same time I was taking medicine for Crohn's disease, and if it wasn't for the Lord and his supernatural uh, power, his supernatural, supernatural mercy, I would have died from, from, from drinking and, and taking those drugs for, for, the, for, for my disease. Because on the bottle, it said fatal if you drink and take this medicine. But I didn't care. I, I, was, I was so low emotionally that I just didn't care about living. I was like, you know what? If I die, I die. I want to. I want to die having fun, you know, or, or quote unquote fun. It really wasn't good for me, but you know, drinking and doing drugs and hanging out with the the, the bad crowd kind of it it put like a band aid on a, on a wound that was open, you know. Instead of going to God for healing and for the answers, I drifted from God, and then. One Friday night, this was after I had broken up with my girlfriend, who uh, was not really good for me, anyways. But at the time, I, you know, I took it, I took it bad, I took it the wrong way, and um, so I, I was over at a party. We were drinking, and um, you know, I was on my way out. I was on my way home, and they said, you know, Jay, you've been, you've been, you know, you know you've been drinking. You're not in any shape to go home especially if you're going to drive yourself home and i i fought him i said i don't care i i you know slurred speech and everything i just got my way i got in the car and i drove home uh, and i i ran a red light on 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 the way home and another and a truck was coming uh you know uh this way and i was going that way and i almost hit the truck because I ran the red light, he had a green light, and he swerved out of the way, and, you know, maybe it was a she, I don't know, but I'm just saying he, because, you know, uh, I don't know many, many females that drive a truck around here, but it could have been a, it could have been a, a female, but in any event, whoever was driving the truck swerved just at the last moment to avoid hitting me, because if he or she or whoever was driving, if they didn't we would have smashed yeah. into each other. Uh, mm. They would have smashed into the into into the driver's side, you know, either killing me or, or uh, you know, crippling me. And uh, their their truck could have you know flipped over too. And but it was by the God, by God's grace that at the last moment we didn't collide at all. But I kept driving. I didn't even look back to see if if they were okay. I just kept driving. And I made it home. At the time, I was still living with my aunt, my, with my mom, 
So I, I parked the car. I creeped up the stairs because I didn't want to wake her up. I didn't want to hear her, her mouth, and I didn't want her to smell uh, drugs on me and alcohol. So I, you know, I just snuck up the stairs. I didn't even, like, you know, take a shower or whatever. I just wanted to sleep with my clothes on, get, in, get into bed and, go, and try to sleep this off. And as soon as I got into bed, it was as if the Holy Spirit said, not so fast. We're going to talk. And I was on my knees moments later, just crying, you know, tears. You know, my, my shirt was soaked in tears. And I was just, I was just crying out to the Lord, you know, repenting, telling him I'm sorry. And because in that moment, it was as if God was giving me a flashback of all those 10 years of my life where, where he, he did not forsake me. He stepped in and he showed me his grace. You know, when I was in trouble with gang members, when I almost got into, you know, other car accidents, when I, you know, almost got, you know, in trouble with the law. Uh, he would be stepping in and showing me mercy all along the way. And I didn't see it at the time because I was so angry with God about the death of my parents and, and not being raised by, by, my, by my parents. And so um, – and he spoke to me in my, in my spirit. You know, I don't want to say – I don't believe it was audibly, but he spoke as clear as day. Hebrews 13.5, which says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And he was showing me those flashbacks of all the times he never forsook me. I, fe I felt forsaken. I felt he let me down. I felt, hey, I, I gave my life to Christ. I got born again. And then, then you let my dad die a year later. And then you let my biological mother die four years later. And I felt like, whoa, what's going on? Like, what kind of relationship is this? I do right thing and this bad stuff happens, you know? So, and I didn't know how to take it. But... He was showing me, I've never left you, Jay, and I never will leave you. You walked away from me, but I'm willing to restore you if you mean business. And so I said, yes, Father, I'm sorry. You know, I mean business this time. I have, I recognize that you've, you've been with me every step of the way, um, that you didn't give me what, what I deserved, because I deserve to get into those troubles, and I, and I deserve to... To, to you know to have gotten into those accidents but god god prevented it he was showing any he, he not only did he prevent it but um it's interesting how that night after i made my peace with god and i got restored i went to bed and i woke up like a like like a new person like i didn't have any hangover i i you know the weight of sin and in 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 and anger and bitterness that was lifted that Friday night. And then the Saturday morning, I felt like, you know, uh, a new man. And I felt like that, 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 that closeness with God had been restored. And I gave my heart. I said, God, if you want to use me from this day on to be a pastor or an evangelist, whatever, uh, here's my life. Whatever, however long I have left is, is yours. Because at that point, I still had Crohn's disease. And I still was battling. I still had complications with Crohn's disease, but I said, "God, here's my life, and you know whatever you want to do with it." And then shortly after that, God miraculously cured me of Crohn's disease, and my doctor was shocked. He was like, 
he didn't know what happened, you know, and they just said, well, we can't explain it, but you have a normal colon because we did all the tests, you know, and I said, I knew it was, I knew it was my father in heaven and he had a plan for me. And so, uh, he called me to, to be a preacher a year later. And so I started, you know, preaching any, anywhere I could, any open door, you know, if a church needed, uh, you know, a pastor, a pa like a, like a, um, uh, pulpit supply or a special speaker, I'd be available. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, in, uh, you know, I just preached and preached wherever I could. I, I got my, uh, you know, my, uh, theological education as well. I finished, uh, my public university education, but then I also got, I got my, uh, you know, theological education as well. And then I was just preaching and preaching and doing open air preaching as well. And, um, teaching, you know, substitute Sunday school classes for different churches and stuff. And then in like in 2015, I met a group called open air campaigners and they are in a worldwide evangelistic, uh, mission. They have, uh, offices overseas. Uh, they have offices here and, uh, I'm stationed in the Boston area with them, but I met them because I found out through other people I knew that they were the type of like type of, uh, evangelism ministry I was looking to do, you know? Because God had not called me specifically to be a pastor. And I wanted to correct you. I didn't want to interrupt you earlier, but you said I was a pastor. I'm not yet a pastor. Uh, I'm currently an evangelist because I never got a clear direction from the Lord to become a pastor of a church. So I just pursued evangelism. And I've been doing that ever since. But in, in 19, I'm sorry, in 2015, I got in touch with them, and then uh, shortly after that, I took their uh, sketchboard evangelism training, which is basically just uh, using their tools, because we use the paint board, we use object lessons, we do kind of like mini skits and stuff like that. We do it in on the streets, uh, in, you know, train stations, at parks, in local, in local churches. We do it for kids, we can do it for adults programs as well we kind of like every and, and and for the summertime we've been doing like vacation bible school programs similar to what god used to get me the gospel in the first place uh so it's really it's like a uh you know coming full circle you know and um and then i i wasn't yet on staff with them yet in 2015 and then 2016 i took their training and then uh, I prayed about it and I sought the Lord and I said, Lord, I'm really interested in this in, in this mission, but I want it to be your will. You know, I don't want to do something ahead of you. So I just prayed, I fasted, uh, and uh, I sought the counsel of other godly people. And then in 2016, uh, I took their candidate school training to you know officially come on staff with them so right now I'm still on staff with them in the Boston area uh, and then I lost my mother you know my biological aunt I lost my aunt in 2000 
in 18 to cancer. And, um, you know, before losing her to cancer, you know, I had, you know, about uh, a year, a year, year's worth of, of just extraordinary witnessing opportunities that God had, had gave me, you know, uh, in, you know, from the years 2000, uh, thir 2013 to 2014, uh, I was over in Belize, you know, on a mission trip there, and I had some great encounters with people ready to hear the word of God and just God doing great things, you know, uh, just in the in, in these soul winning stories that, that I had accumulated. So what I started doing was just recording the uh, stories like in a little book and then I transferred that, that book to my computer, typed it in and I just left it there, you know, and I didn't. I didn't plan on publishing it or whatever. I just thought, hey, these are just going to be stories that that I could look back on and, and and say, wow, you know, God, God really stepped in here, you know. So and you then, publish your book. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get to that. So I lost my mom in 2018, and her her passing into glory was what sparked my interest to get my book published because at that time. You know, I was giving God all types of excuses, you know. Thank you for uh, joining like, us this you know, week. Because he said, Make he was sure telling to me, like, hey, how am I getting how, how are you going to encourage the body of Christ Where you can subscribe to the show via RSS uh, so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, that I, that if I you found you, value yeah. in this show, we'd you appreciate your message. Or if you can simply tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. If you would like to be on the show, Send us an email, menofpurpose85 at gmail.com. See you next time.